guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia. It's now season two, so welcome back. Old listeners, new listeners, hello. My name is Steph, aka Kimchi, aka your host for today and for all the episodes. <laughs> today we are joined by a fun guest who goes by the name of Jesse Black and is a porn star in Canada. So Jesse, you're you're out in Toronto right now, right? Yes, I am. Awesome. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, the way that we virtually met, Jesse reached out to me. If I can share this, <laughs> if I can share this, then that's okay with you. Um, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Jesse reached out to me on Twitter and was like, hey, are you interested in shooting a scene with me, like a boy girl scene? Uh, I'd be really interested in shooting with you since of coming to Vancouver in just a couple of weeks, which should be around the time of airing or maybe just a couple of weeks after. And I was super flattered. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no, anytime. It's like really an honor to have you on and for you to share expertise in terms of the porn industry and also your perspective. We just, we don't really have like a lot of male, um, heteronormative males on the show. So it's really cool to have your perspective on this. So thank you again for your, for your time. And I cannot wait to get into this. So let's get into the whole shebang so i guess define who you are what you do in your own words in your own terms and go okay so uh as you've said my name is jesse black i've been doing porn for a couple years now about um probably around two years okay and i i've started off so i actually started doing pro porn as like my very first shoots Really? Uh, very, I think I have a very unique entrance to the industry. Okay. Um, as in, I was following this, uh, this like behind the scenes Snapchat account for one of the agencies. Okay. And they posted on their story, it was this guy and girl getting ready for a shoot. They're both naked and it's not, they weren't currently shooting, but they're kind of just prepping. Okay. So I just responded to the story, just like half jokingly, not even sure if they'd open it or see it or whatever. But I was just talking shit. I'm like, oh, I'm bigger than him. I should be in the scene instead. <laughs> just like, so you tell just like, like shit joking talking. Whatever, sending them a message. Yeah. Oh my god. So, so to my surprise, he actually saw it and opened it and responded. <laughs> and so this was the uh, the owner of that agency that was running that Snapchat account. Okay. And he responded back to me, just talking shit back. <laughs> so. And he's like, oh, you stupid kid, you're probably, like, half his size, whatever. I, I can't remember, like, exactly what he said verbatim. Okay. But I was just like, okay, you know what, let's just cut straight to the chase. So I just went to the washroom and I just sent him a picture because I'm like, you know what, I don't give a shit. Let's just... <laughs> so you send him a dick pic. whatever. Okay. So I just sent him a nude, like, right there. And then we're... he kind of got more serious and he's just, like, talking. And um, it was through that that I ended up kind of getting recruited into it into the industry are you kidding me oh my god that's amazing yeah that's definitely a story that i would say is not typical at all for an entrance into the industry at all so (laughs) very cool yeah people always ask me uh how to get into the industry and i tell them do not do what i did i'm I'm lucky that it, it worked out how it did but i would not rely on that as a uh a typical method yeah or like a reliable entrance into the industry <laughs> yeah hey but you know what i'm glad it worked out because 
if that if you didn't do that, we wouldn't be chatting right now. So, <laughs> so what happened after that? Can you continue the story? Yeah. So we were. Uh, well, he sent me a link to uh, for like an actual application, mm-hmm. and he kind of like he already knew that I was going to be applying, so it was just like for the formality. Right. And we were talking for a little while, maybe. Uh, I think it was actually like around like six months, maybe around that long. Oh, wow. And then he had flown me down. Well, it's difficult because like they like to shoot with um, like American talent. Right. As, as Canadian, it's it's harder because it's like, especially as a new person in the industry, they don't know what you're going to be like. Right. And if they're not going to be able to shoot with you consistently, then it's like they have less of a uh, incentive to like start shooting with you. Right. Yeah. And to book um, you. So that's really mm-hmm. interesting. And I was also working full-time at the time so it was oh. uh it was okay. kind of hard to to work out and you're working but, at and, like, anyways, yeah sorry keep going i was just gonna say anyways i was uh you were talking about for about six months and then he ended up flying me down to miami oh, fun. and i was down there for about two weeks i did some scenes with uh bang bros reality kings cool. mofos a couple of the really big um studios out there wow that's awesome this is your first time your first time shooting yeah that was like my first entry into shooting any type of porn i'd never done amateur porn before that or anything oh my god wow (laughs) and how was that for you were you nervous at all like was it really different than you what you expected (laughs) well it was kind of um it was a bit nerve-wracking i was a bit nervous going into it just because i had no idea what to expect or anything like that Right. Um, I think it did reflect in those scenes a bit that I kind of didn't really, I was like very, very new to it still. Yeah. And I didn't really have very much guidance and stuff. I was kind of like thrown into it. They just yeah. kind of like gave me a, a, a script and they're like, okay, this is what you're doing. It's just like a two page, like short thing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me like the, the gist of it. But it was good. We did about, I think I shot maybe eight scenes while I was down there for the two weeks. Awesome. Wow, that's really cool. So, and it was kind of, um, well, even before doing any porn, I've always been kind of, uh, I guess I'd say a deviant. Okay. Whereas I've done, like, always been very kinky and, like, into different stuff. So I was kind of going down there with the expectation that I'd, like, walk into the place and there'd be, like, girls tied up, suspended from the ceiling and, like, all <laughs> sorts of crazy shit. Um, <laughs> well, what was it really like then? What was the reality? Well, it was a lot more casual than I expected. Okay. It was also kind of, um, it was cool. So, like, when I was down there, I was staying in this, uh, I guess you'd call it, like, a porn house or whatever. Okay. Where it's, like, a bunch of different people in the industry just, like, sharing a, a house? house or a living space. Mm-hmm. So, it was really cool in the dynamics sense. Um, to do any professional-type porn, it's industry standard that you have to be tested within the two weeks prior to the scene. Right. Um at least that's the like the standard in North America. Yeah. And uh, so it's cool because like everybody there, like we all knew that each other, we all knew that everybody else was clean. Yeah. And that they were just some sort of like porn standard. So it was very casual and that I would like, I would just be in the shower or something and then I'd get out and I'd just be like, um, I'd like call over to the next room. I'd be like, Hey Victoria, like come suck my dick for a gift or whatever. It was just like <laughs> it's like very casual, just like kind of helping each other out and making content and it's very um I don't know, it was it was a very interesting atmosphere to be in for sure. That's really cool. And was everyone in the house like 
in terms of the atmosphere, was it pretty welcoming? Because you're brand new. Like, were these all veterans that you were sharing the house with? Were there any amateurs there as well? Or was it just you kind of solo by yourself? <laughs> so when I was there, there were, um, it was, I was staying in the house of the owner of the agency. And also there were two male porn stars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one was there the entire time. And then one kind of uh, was coming and going. Okay. And then there were two or three girls that were there as well. Cool. Uh, so both of the other guys have been in the industry for a, a while. Okay. And then the other girls. So one of them, my first scene actually was with another girl who was doing her first scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the other, one of the other girls, I think it was, she was also, I think in her first couple months, I think yeah. she was maybe like three months in or something. I can't, I'm not sure exactly. They're pretty new. Uh, and then, yeah, the, I think all the girls were relatively new. Okay. So at least that, that to you must have been a little bit comforting, too. Like, you're not just on your own. You're not just completely thrown into the fire. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because how do you, since you didn't have a mentor and you didn't really know what to expect, it's your first time doing it, were there any things that you had to prep or any advice that the veteran guys like any advice that they would give you in order to kind of prep for your scene and whatnot? Or how does that kind of work? So they were kind of telling me some things. Mm-hmm. There was one thing actually that I regret even even listening to because the um, the person who was like the owner of the agency yeah. was like telling me all this stuff. He's kind of like hyping me up and he was telling me he's like, he was trying to get me to take pills and take like um, whatever, like Viagra or whatever it was yeah. for before the shoot. Okay. And he's just like, oh, like, he's like 97% of the industry takes it, you know, he's like, everybody does that. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I got the best stuff in the industry. He's like, we'll make you like a sex god. So I'm just like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and he, at, at this point in time, he'd never even seen me have like regular, just natural sex. Oh, really? Which I, <laughs> in hindsight, strikes me as really odd. And the fact that he like flew me down for all these scenes based off of just like a couple of nude pictures and no experience. Totally. Like that could be in um, reverse, like a red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah. So, so in hindsight, I was, I didn't really think of it at the time, but in hindsight, I was like, oh, that's kind of bizarre even. But, um, <laughs> that's kind of sketchy, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But then anyways, I ended up, he ended up convincing me to try it out. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I didn't realize that. Like, he was talking about how he has, like, the best pills in the industry. And the way that he was, like, dosing people was he was dosing people based off of, like, guys being in the industry for years and years already that have already, like, built up immunities to this stuff. Oh, my God. So he gave me, like, yeah. a, a stupidly large dose of these pills. It was, like... Oh, my God. Uh, I found it I found it afterwards. I think it was, like, a five times dose of Viagra or something. And then, like, what? a ten times dose of some other pill. Oh, my God. It was, it was like, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that is crazy. So slash... <laughs> potentially dangerous but okay <laughs> yeah oh my god it was it kind of scared me a bit but um yeah so for my first scene it was I literally couldn't even come at all it was so bizarre because it's just like I found out um an overdose of Viagra it kind of has like a bit contrary effects to typical well I don't know like I was still able to get hard and stay hard for this scene yeah but it kind of made it harder as opposed to easier as Viagra is supposed to and it like inhibits you from having an orgasm it's really weird what Um, oh my gosh I had no idea yeah so for like the first the first scene I think it had to be scrapped because it's like I couldn't even like I felt where I was at the point of no return I pushed like 
like if you say the point of no return is like 100%, I got to like 150% where it's like, okay, I should be coming by now. Yeah. And then I like slowed down, like dropped back under and that happened again, like three times. Oh my God. And then I just told them, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's not going to be a money shot. I'm like, this isn't happening. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And then it was actually like, it got to the point where I was about to go see a doctor because for the next, so for the first day I couldn't orgasm. Yeah. And then after that I was able to, but it was like, it was like firing blanks. Like I wouldn't be actually like coming for anything. So it's like, really, it took about three, three weeks for it to go back to normal. Whoa. So it was, it was at the point where I was like about to go see a doctor being like, Oh shit, this guy fucked me up. Yeah. And then it went back to normal and I was like, okay, thank God. Oh my God. So advice. <laughs> so don't do, don't take any of those pills. Don't listen to Just do what you're used to and just like, don't, don't let people peer pressure you as, as everybody has said in your past, I'm sure. Right. Oh my gosh. No, I've definitely heard of that before. Do you know what was in those pills with the, the same, was it basically Viagra, but just like a really, 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 really strong dose? I'm still not actually sure if it was um, like brand name Viagra, if it was like some other kind of like knockoff brand or whatever it was. I just yeah. know that like the equivalent was like a way, it was like a way stronger dose of equivalency. Oh my God, like super potent. Jesus. Yeah. Were you hard for hours then? Because I know usually with Viagra, you're hard for a few hours. Um, I wasn't even like, again, just because it was like such a weird dose, like I didn't yeah. really have that typical, um, effect. I don't know. I've never really done like Viagra normally. So it no. was just like, I didn't really bizarre. get that effect that I was expecting. And it kind of just fucked with me more than anything. Yeah. I feel like it, it just totally inhibited everything else. And it was like the opposite effect of what was supposed to happen. That's so weird. Yeah. Crazy. And I felt bad because like I was down there doing all these shoots for like big name companies and it was kind of like my first morning trip and then I'm like oh shit I'm like it's all fucked up now oh no but it, it was <laughs> oh geez well you know what that's really cool and that's such a cool story I don't think I've ever heard anyone's first time and first like entry into the industry as unique as yours so thank you for sharing <laughs> you're very welcome yeah it's a story I always enjoy telling just because it's so ridiculous it is ridiculous and it just seems like a huge gamble or like slash a scam even like yeah we'll fly you down here and blah 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 and and then just turn to work out for you so yay congratulations <laughs> <laughs> so okay but back up back up let's back it up a little bit because you mentioned that you were working full-time like i would assume like a civilian job when yeah, you were entertaining this idea can you tell us like how you got out of that how you transitioned what were you doing before like who who was Jesse who was Jesse Black before porn? So I actually went to school to be uh, an aerospace mechanic. What? <laughs> so, yeah. Shit, really? So That's I, insane. So I was fixing like passenger planes and like private jets and stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool first career. Um, okay. So how did you manage to get out of that? How did you transition? Or how, are you still kind of working and doing that? But part-time or? Uh, yeah, it's been, like, I feel like my my point career hasn't progressed as far as it would have otherwise because I've just been, like, I've been trying to balance both of them. Okay. Um, because of COVID and all that stuff, mm -hmm. I haven't been working in my uh, like civilian job for some months now. Right. Um, but 
before, like I was trying to balance both in that, like my first trip when I went there for two weeks, yeah, I had actually told my employer, um, cause I knew that they weren't legally allowed to pry in if I wasn't asking for like reimbursement. I told them that I was getting a surgery done and that my doctor said I needed two weeks for recovery. <laughs> and then I flew down to Florida. <laughs> oh my God. Did your employer ask like what kind of surgery? Like what's like, I guess he can't really ask. Have a question. No, I, I found out like according to like labor laws and all that stuff. Like they're not allowed to legally ask you. It's different. Yeah, it's different if you're asking to like be paid for that time. But I was just mm-hmm. asking for like time off without pay. And apparently, if you're just requesting time off without pay, like they're legally not allowed to ask any further into it. Really? Okay. Pro tip, guys. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. So then you got flown down to Florida, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then past that, there was like another time I went to Vegas just for like, uh, it was like three days that I went there for. So I called in sick on the Friday and then I was gone. And I was back in town on the Monday and, and nobody <laughs> even knew that I ever left. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So you're basically still like moonlighting as a porn star and still working your full-time job, civilian job for the, I guess the first year or two. Are you and, and still now, sort of, but you're, I guess, because COVID happened, not so much. Right. Like now at the moment, I'm just focusing more on porn because it's, I don't know how long it's going to be until the industry picks back up again. Right, right. That's, that's so true. Was it tricky yeah. finding that balance, though, with balancing your civilian job and also doing porn, especially with, it sounds like you're going to the States a lot to shoot for production? Yeah, well, I've only actually been a couple times. Maybe it was only twice, actually, because I went initially for that Miami trip, then I went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I've been doing a bit more stuff, um, like, locally. I've been trying to oh, good. do stuff on the Canadian side of the border. Yeah. I, I've gone to Montreal once for, like, maybe, a, I don't know if it was for a week or two weeks um, for a porn trip there. Yeah, there's lots of porn um, companies that are down there in Montreal. Yeah, I'd say, like, Montreal and Vancouver are probably, like, the two best places in Canada for it. Totally. But, so, in Toronto, it's been kind of tough. Um, I've kind of been working towards getting a stable setup here, whereas I don't have to fly down or, like, fly around anywhere to do work. Right. So, I found, like, a couple girls here that are um, willing to shoot together. I've got, like, a couple venues that will let me shoot there. Mm -hmm. Um a few people that are down to film for me. So I'm kind of been working nice. together to put together a whole like studio of sorts. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Yeah, it's been pretty good. I haven't actually fully started with that yet just because as I was just finalizing stuff, that's when COVID really hit. So oh, that kind no. of put a wrench in stuff as well. Right. And that navigating through that has been really tricky. Like how has COVID affected you and also the porn industry? What does that right. mean? Right. So if it if I was just out of a job regularly right now and it wasn't because of COVID, I could be flying down to the States and doing more work down there. But right. crossing that border is kind of off the table now. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So I'm going out to, to Vancouver actually in about a week and a half from now. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be there for the next little while. Nice. How long are you gonna be in town so, for? Yeah. Uh I'm gonna I don't actually have any specific departure date. I just have a one-way ticket. Cool. So, 
Yeah, so I'm going to be there for at least a month. I know that much. Nice. Um, I'm actually coming in with a couple of friends. One of my friends is picking up this, like, camper van out there. Fun. And then we're going to be just, like, kind of, uh, like, exploring the rest of Canada as we yeah. road trip along the way back. And I also have... Nice. Uh, I have a couple of people in each province all along the way back to shoot with as well. Perfect. So you've really just, like, lined it all up. Yeah, I've been trying to find people kind of, like, along the route in Canada to be able mm-hmm. to shoot with. How is finding potential partners, how has that been for you? Is, is that pretty hard to find potential partners, and especially with the added layer of COVID on there as well? Must be kind of tricky. Uh, yeah, I would say it's, a, it's kind of tricky here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be easier if I was living down in the States somewhere. Like, um, the three big cities down in the States are LA, Miami, and Vegas. Vegas, yeah. And yeah, and if I was living in any of those cities, it would be relatively easy. There's always people that are um, like active on Twitter, like mm-hmm. posting from those places, and it's just like those those cities are really flooded with porn stars. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, whereas Toronto, it's there is a lot of sex work in Toronto, but it's not really uh, the same type as what I do. Like there are a lot of girls who are cam girls here. Yeah. Um, which it's like a lot of the time they're they wouldn't be the type to like do any work with me. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like there's escort agencies here and stuff like that but that's like a totally different facet of sex work as well yes so like while there are a lot of people here it's not the best place for um like the type of porn that i do in particular right and can you share a bit more about what type of porn that you specialize in or what kind of porn that you produce so what i make is just like general um like boy girl videos or i do like solo videos as well Mm -hmm. um a lot of the stuff is that I do that solo is like at uh, fan request. I'll take like a custom Fun. Uh, request. Most often on like Twitter, people will message me and then I'll just like make custom videos for them. Nice. Always um, fun. I'll do like some live Skype sessions as well. I do that with people. Yeah. But then in, in general, it's kind of like boy girl scenes is my ideal. Yeah. Uh, I do like having them along the lines of like more like rough sex or like BDSM involvement to them. Right, and plus you already like that in your own personal sex life too, so that would kind of make sense. Yeah, exactly. So like a lot of the initial videos that I did were kind of more vanilla, yeah, and which wasn't really my uh, my style. So I feel like it's like going forward and stuff. I'm just trying to do it in the same style that I have my regular sex in. Hmm. Wow. Well, <laughs> this episode will be airing when you will be in Vancouver. So if there's any potential. And partners that want to shoot with you, I'll definitely have to swing them your, your way. And at the end of the episode, we'll be able to uh, market you as well. So stay tuned for that. All the links should be in the show notes as well. So yeah, I'll, I should be able to connect you with some people too. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, no problem. Um, and going back in terms of like the porn industry in Toronto, you mentioned it's pretty pretty quiet I guess well not quiet that's not the word I'm looking for but in comparison to other in sex work industries in Toronto there is not much for it why do you think that is um is it maybe just a lack of openness or maybe more of a safety thing because of COVID because Toronto the numbers are a lot worse than Vancouver right yeah well it hasn't it's not even just like in during COVID COVID. times that that's been the case like this is kind of an 
Like, it's not just for the past couple months that it, porn hasn't been as much of an industry there as other sex work. Yeah, it's just always um, like that. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, to be honest. Like, I know Montreal has a lot of sex work because some of the companies there have their head, like, some big porn companies have headquarters out in Montreal. Right. Um, whereas I don't know of any that are headquartered in Toronto. No, I don't um, know any of those ones either. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, a lot of the people here that do sex work, it kind of doesn't really involve. Um, like other people like they'll generally have like an OnlyFans or they'll do like camming or stuff yeah. like that which is a lot of the stuff is like you don't really have to leave your bedroom you don't really have to interact with other people yeah a lot of the people who do, do boy girl stuff they'll be people that are like in relationships mm-hmm. and they'll be doing it with their partner yeah do you find that this is in terms of your observation that this is something that is relatively new especially with the whole OnlyFans things I know camming has been around forever but it's just maybe a trend where porn is going and also due to the pandemic too that everything will be moved kind of online with like certain duo shows or like maybe there's only certain people that you work with and stuff like that do you think porn's kind of moving in that way it's kind of hard to say like there's there are definitely a lot of people going on to OnlyFans it's like blown up an insane amount recently yeah Um, (laughs) definitely there's always going to be a market for like the typical like boy girl content which isn't as prevalent on OnlyFans like a lot of the time OnlyFans is more so if you're just like looking to for premium content on a specific person but it's less so just like general yeah um stuff like like Pornhub content and OnlyFans content is like different types of stuff yeah completely different for sure how mm-hmm. did how did you end like, up... I, I, mm-hmm. I was gonna say like I do see the standard porn industry like changing to accommodate for COVID yeah. Like there are, so I was going to be doing some pro scenes out in BC, which oh. ended up actually getting canceled because the numbers there have been increasing a bit recently. Yeah, so, um, which sucks. Unfortunately, it, it did get canceled. But one of the prerequisites for that was going to be, in addition to the standard, um, like full STI test within the two weeks prior, there was also going to be COVID tests that were required. Oh. And I know a lot of people are having um, COVID tests like the day before. Oh. Their, uh, their scenes or like they're being even more diligent and stringent with the COVID testing than they are with the STI testing right really? now. Really? Crazy. It's so weird how this whole cool. pandemic has just like shifted everything a bit. So, but I'm yeah, glad. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm glad you'll, you'll, you are able to find partners again across Canada also when you're going to be shooting here in Vancouver. It's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am very excited for the trip. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to kind of move over to Q&A because there is a lot of questions here, like a lot. And they're not just like simple questions. There's like pretty intricate questions here. So we're going to move over to that. So if, if that's cool to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. And yeah, it's a lot of in-depth questions. So feel free to answer <laughs> as you feel. Sounds good. Awesome. So we'll go into question number one. What is the worst part about being a porn star? Oh, that's an amazing question. Yeah. If there's any worst um, parts about that. Definitely. Yes. There's like, cause a lot of people um, just automatically perceive it as the dream job without like seeing any cons or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it affects your, your personal sex life a lot. I say that that's a big uh impact that it has okay like there's a lot of um a lot of people won't even have sex with civilians like if they're in porn industry just because it's like 
there's, although most people wouldn't expect it, there's kind of like a higher risk of catching something from just like a regular person than there is from a fellow porn star. Because like right. normal people don't get tested every two weeks like people in, in the industry do. Yeah, totally. And if they do catch something from a random person and they can't work for who knows how long. So yeah. a lot of them are like a lot more, won't have sex as willingly with people that are out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like me personally, like as a guy, like I'm not going to have sex like the night before a scene or something like that. Yeah. Just because it's like, I'd want my, like my, my load size to be bigger for the scene or like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So it's like, I'll abstain from sex and like porn and whatever, where it's like, if you're doing scenes, um, like every day or two, mm-hmm. which you'd be like very fortunate to be able to do, um, then it's like, you pretty much wouldn't be having any sex outside the industry. Really? And yeah. Like, or at least like a very small amount in proportion. Yeah, I didn't even and, really think about that. Yeah, and porn sex, it's not the same as like regular sex. No. Um, there's no, it's not the same intimacy, it's not the same stuff. And it's like, I've had, I've had sex at sex clubs before. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a bit of an exhibitionist streak and all that stuff. Yeah, in Toronto, but there's a lot there with, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. But um, in terms of... Um, like shooting porn, it's different also because it's like you're in a room with a bunch of people around you. They have lights on you. And I remember my first scene, it was a POV scene. Okay. And you can't hold the camera yourself because it'll be too shaky. Yeah. Uh, so somebody else holds the camera. But then also generally you can't have both hands in the shot because it's supposed to look like you're holding the camera. Right. So someone is oh. like hugging you from behind with the camera over your shoulder while you have like one <laughs> hand behind your back and you're like trying to fuck this girl with like well this guy's hugging you from behind and you're trying to do all the position changes with just one hand and it's kind of that's tricky like there's a lot of things that you don't see like off camera that's going on no uh, I and then it also, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it also like interferes with uh, personal relationships a lot like if you're looking to date somebody or get into a romantic relationship like it can be quite a a blockade it has to be somebody that's okay with that and comfortable with that mm-hmm. which is a pretty big ask yeah, that's really, really tricky. We've had some uh, guests on the show, too, in terms of different, there's been so many different kinds of sex workers on the show. And navigating through relationships can be really tricky just because there's so much judgment out there, so much stigma and shame. And you really need to find like a partner that can really understand, accept what you do and not pretend that they're okay with it and stuff like that and kind of hide that. So it can be really tricky. And I guess, especially with porn, too, because you're in such an intimate act, it's hard for some people to kind of accept that, that it's a job. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. it would be one thing if it was like you're uh, just doing solo camming or something like that, where you you have the stigma from it still. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's kind of like the stigma plus the partner would have to be okay with you having sex with other people, which is um, something that like a lot of people would get jealous over or wouldn't yeah. be okay with. Yeah, it's a lot of trust issues there for sure. That's a whole other yeah, topic. <laughs> it's, rough it's like you, you don't want somebody to, uh, like you don't want your partner to come home and say that they had like a horrible day at work, but you also don't want them to come home after shooting porn and be like, oh, I had the best day ever. Like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what kind of uh, picture is that going to paint for them? No. <laughs> wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I did not think about all of those different aspects, even in, in terms of like, the different camera angles and the whole production behind it. I did not even 
think about that that side at all so technical yeah it's definitely like a lot of people don't really um i don't know they see the finished product but it's like you don't really think of what's behind the camera totally and there's so much work that goes behind the camera too so okay so why don't we go into the second question out of like 100 <laughs> there's not 100 <laughs> there are 100 questions but there's like quite a bit so um what's the porn scene slash storyline you really want to be your be a part of. Sorry, let me say that again. <laughs> I can't talk today. What's the porn scene slash storyline you really want to make or be a part of? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so many. <laughs> That's it's a good question. That's a really good question. question. I haven't really thought, thought about, about that. that. I mean, we could always come back to that. But yeah, no, we had so many great questions come in. I was like really impressed with the audience. I'm like, thanks, guys. Like, I guess... I really need to interview more porn stars. Then. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. We, ha we ha um, haven't interviewed a porn star since like season one. So it's been ages. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many episodes do you have in total now? This, uh, oh gosh, this episode I think would be episode 50 or 51, including bonus episodes. So oh, nice. Yeah. There's been a lot. And like, I really try to be, uh, as diverse as I can be as well. So the only porn star we had in the show was a trans porn star. And that was really interesting. Demi Mundane. And then now we're having you. So I feel like now I should have someone that's probably a female porn star come on the show at some point. Oh, actually, I have had a female porn star on the show. Samantha Mack. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, covering, okay. Cool. Yeah, covering all the bases here. But, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> of episodes but there's yeah. always so much curiosity about the industry so yeah for sure I mean like it's such a commonly consumed form of media and like for how often people watch it like there's not a lot of um talk of like what goes on and making it or like from the people that are actually involved totally so this is why you're in the show today <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah can you think of something like in terms of like your ideal so storyline? Probably, like, I can't think of a full plot line, any sort of, like, pool boy pizza delivery thing right yeah, now. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but something that I, that I like in general is kind of, um, like, consensual non-consent is something that I kind of like working with, where it's, like, very Ooh. rough or, like, kind of, yeah, like, kind of, like, brutal. Yes. Stuff, or even just, like, um, even just, like, a scene where, like, someone's, like, sleeping in a bed and you, like, kind of go up, which I've, like, done with um like previous girlfriends and stuff mm -hmm. always make sure that you have consent before that yes if you do have like if you talk about a partner talk to a partner about it and they're like willing to do it i think it's amazing um but it's definitely one of those things that you need to have a conversation about first absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. actually since we're on that topic <laughs> i'm curious about this too i guess like the whole rape fantasy thing that that is a thing, obviously. Is that, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like, it's really popular, too. Like, why, why do you think that is? That's my own question now. <laughs> um, just the whole power dynamic, maybe? Yeah, it could just be relating back to the whole, like, primal aspect of it and kind of, like, rougher, like, animalistic sex, whereas it's just... Um, maybe, like, a lot of people aren't really exposed to that or a lot of people are more used to vanilla sex, so it's kind of, like, the opposite of what they're... Mm -hmm. generally exposed to totally and also just the whole the whole power dynamic of like how um 
like animalistic and raw or like primal or however you want to refer to it as. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole like just giving up control because I love that. And it's so hard to find partners that can execute that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's either like there's too much force or too much power uh, or sometimes there's just like not enough and you feel like you're coaching them. You're like, oh, God, turned off now. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear a lot of stories from girls that are like, oh, spank me. And then the guy does like three light taps on their ass and that's it. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so I'm like, can you choke you know, me? And then they don't know how to choke yeah. properly. And then it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then, and then the flip side is like people who don't respect boundaries and like don't really know mm. how to read the body language or like don't really know uh, how far to take it. Yeah. And that's so you got to like, be like the happy medium. Yeah, that's so hard to find. <laughs> okay, sorry for the sidebar there, but I had to ask. <laughs> All good. So going back into the whole thing with your personal life, how does porn affect your personal life? I know you briefly so mentioned a couple a, points, but like, what about yourself and your own experience? Yeah, so it, it has affected the relationships that I had earlier on. Um, I was in a relationship when I like first started doing porn that was um, kind of um, like it was kind of a barrier to that. Okay. And it wasn't, I hadn't really like gone, I don't know, it was like there wasn't as much like comfortability there as there like should have been and stuff like that. Okay. And um, it kind of made pursuing the career difficult. Um, But then after that, like the people that I've been with have just been like more accepting people. It's kind of like something that I'm very upfront with. Yeah. Um, Like I'm I'm very lucky now that I'm, I'm dating this girl. That's like very, like she's great. She's like very uh, open to it and very accepting and like doesn't have any issues with it. Like as long as I'm just with other girls for work, she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like I totally understand. Totally. So she's like, she's great. I'm really fortunate to have somebody that's um, open and that has that, viewpoint because I think that that's really hard to find that is very hard to find so I'm so I'm so happy for you it's, it's so tricky navigating through relationships again in this in the sex industry in general so that's super cool that you found mm-hmm. someone like that's a good fit for you <clears throat> yeah it's great and that's the type of thing that it's like I'd always um like for online dating or anything I'd have it like on my in my bio or like I would just close it on the first date because that's like the type of thing that's a big uh like make it or break it factor in a relationship. Right. Yeah. It could be a, a deal breaker for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, has your desire for sex been affected from making porn? Honestly, I don't really feel like it has mm-hmm. just because it's like, it's not the same type of sex and it's not the same way. Like if anything, it's made me crave like regular sex more just because it's like from the, lack of intimacy or like the way that porn is shot it's like okay like it shows me the added value in having sex with someone that like you're actually in love with that you actually like have feelings for yeah it kind of makes me appreciate that uh, that much more totally because yeah as you said like well porn is a job and also it's very um I don't want to say mechanical but lacking connection maybe is a term you know right yeah but it's also important for you to kind of disconnect the two I think yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of the time with porn, it's like you're meeting somebody and it's like you're having sex with them on camera like the same day that you meet them or like somebody that you're not really um, like very familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It can be kind of tricky for sure. <laughs> so you just have to like get in there and go <laughs> pretty much. And literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are some things that should change in the porn industry? Oh. (laughs) That's Mm. a big topic and a big question. It is, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of... See, I don't know how it would be changed. Though that's the thing. Like, I don't know what I would implement to change it exactly. Yeah. But there's like, I feel like there are a lot of girls that are kind of um, pressured, either pressured into it or fed this kind of fantasy around it without knowing exactly what they're getting into. Um, right. Or like people that are like very young. Like a lot of people join the industry when they're 18, and they're not really like 18 year olds do know like a fair amount, but like they don't know. And like it can be hard still to see how it would impact your future or like how it would impact you like emotionally and like all this. Yeah. Like the, the full extent of the effect of it. Yeah, definitely. Like, just how, how invasive of a, of a career it is. Totally. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really recommend anyone getting in, into any sex work, like, under the age of, like, 21 or 22 even. Basically under the age of 25, <laughs> in my opinion. Because you just haven't had enough life experience. You don't really know what you're doing. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you're valued at. You don't know anything about yourself in most mm-hmm, cases, yeah. right? So I feel like there's just there's so there can be so many potentially long term effects that can really just stick with you, as you said. And the whole industry is in in general the sex work, not just porn, but it can be very, very glamorized. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's it's just tricky for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm very big on like not. Um, it's hard because on, like, on one hand, it's like, oh, I'm in Toronto. There's not very many people to shoe with out yeah. here. I feel like at least not that many connections that I have at the moment. Um, yeah. So it's like on one hand, it's like, okay, I want to get new people to shoot with. But on the other hand, it's like I'm not going to – like somebody who's not in the industry, like I'm never going to pressure them to join the industry or anything like that. It's like I'll only kind of look for people that are already entered it and have already made that decision on their own because it's like I don't want to be a part of anybody really making that um, big life decision. No, definitely. And you, you shouldn't be making that decision for anyone, other, <laughs> anyone regardless. So um, we're just going to keep scrolling down here. <laughs> what are some things that industries, I guess, in this case, civilian industries, should learn from porn? If there's anything that you think. Oh, that's... That's an interesting that's question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, these questions are really, really, really deep. Oh, fuck. That's hard. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's a really good question. I think Mika sent this in. So thank you, Mika, for listening <laughs> and sending this in. <laughs> it's okay. We can skip it. It's a hard one. These are really hard questions in general. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's, let's, go to a, let's go to the next one. Okay. Um, you kind of went over this a little bit, but if you want to go in more detail, you can. What is the hardest part about shooting POV? Yeah, kind of just like needing somebody else to be there for it. Like, cause I don't even, I've shot a couple of videos of me holding it myself, but it's not the same. It's like way too shaky and you kind of, with other stuff, you can kind of um, like set up camera set up the camera at stationary angles mm-hmm. whereas with POV I feel like it's much more limited okay um, I've shot a couple custom POV videos for people whereas it's like um, I'm filming it in the way where it's like they're um, like giving me head or something and the camera is like from their POV which I is easier to do than me having sex with somebody and filming it from my POV yeah that's really tricky 
yeah, that one, it's kind of one that I haven't really, uh, I'm not really able to do that on my own so much without having somebody there to, to film, to help. Cause like even with a, with a gimbal or like a stabilizer or something, it's still not like a, as steady as you'd want it. Right. Right. It's more authentic that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way you can market it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Okay, I think you already kind of went over this, but again, if you want to add any notes to that, you can. Has porn affected your personal relationships in past and present? Um, yeah, I feel like I don't really have that much more to add beyond what I've already said. Yeah, you're pretty in-depth, so <laughs> we'll skip that guy. How do people in your personal life respond when they find out you do porn? Oh... Honestly, a lot of them aren't surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> judging by like, the personality that you've sold to me, it, <laughs> I wouldn't say that would come as a surprise, especially being an exhibitionist and all that and having those kind of characteristics. <laughs> Seems like a natural foray into the industry would have been expected. <laughs> yeah. like A lot of the friends that I've had for a long time kind of know about me being like... Um, I don't know, I don't want to sound, like, overly cocky or whatever, but, like, a lot of people kind of, like, know me as, like, the most endowed guy of the group or, like, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and I've kind of had this, like, reputation for, like, years and years now of, like, everybody <laughs> knowing about the size of my dick. Um, I love that you have that reputation in your group, <laughs> your friend circle. Yeah, so it's, like, a lot of people um, are really surprised. Like, I'll literally go to go to parties or stuff. Like, if I go to a house party with, like, some friends that I've had for, like, a couple of years, yeah. they'll just introduce me as, like, the porn star or, like, the guy with a huge dick. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, sure, I can't really ask for a better introduction than that, I guess. No, and that's a pretty good title to have, I'm not going to lie, so. <laughs> yeah. Does your... Even at work, actually, funny because um, the the hangar that I was first working at, like, yeah. my first um, airport job since I've been doing porn, uh-huh. there are a couple people there that, like, kind of... I don't even know what description I'd say. Like, knew that I had the like, kind of a secret job or, like, was getting other income or, like, whatever it was. Oh, really? Um, and there it's, like, there's a lot of times where you'd be wearing, like, a, a harness to do work, like, up on top of a plane or, like, in some sort of uh, spot where you can't stand. Okay. So wearing the harness is, like, pretty tight and tends to show, like, quite a lot. So I've had, like, people, like, literally have just guessed it on the first guess because they're like, oh, you, you have a secret job. I've seen you in the harness. It's definitely porn. I love they like, so spot on with that. Yeah, it, was, it shocks me. Like, that's it. That's brilliant. It's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. They get a prize. <laughs> what about your family? Do, does your family, are they aware of what you do at all? Um, so they like, they are actually. Oh. Um, at least my, my direct family is. I mm-hmm. think that nobody in my extended family knows. I hope that none of them know. I really, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. They're they're pretty accepting. Yeah. They kind of know me as having been like. I don't know. I haven't always been the most like by the book character, or I've had like some. Uh, I don't know. Possible like questionable. Bl- behavior as they put it maybe <laughs> so I don't know my mom is kind of just like you know what it's not the worst thing you've done or like yeah right. whatever like I don't know it was very uh laissez-faire response because <laughs> I kind of explained the whole um 
like standardized testing every two weeks and all that stuff. And that was kind of the main concern being like, oh, like as long as you're safe, then like it's fine. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's so great that you have really accepting parents that are just really chill about that too. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and I'm really grateful for that because I know a lot of people get, um, I don't know, like exiled from their families. Yeah, like... Like in, in response to them doing sex work. Totally. So that's really admirable for family. Cool. <laughs> Are the people in your life... Okay, I guess that goes with it. Are the people in your life supportive of your career? And you probably would say yes. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty supportive. Either supportive or neutral. Yeah. The only one actually that's like less than supportive is is my dad. He's actually like kind of the least um, accepting of it. Oh, really? Um, Surprisingly, I'm like, fuck, if I had a son and he told me he was doing porn, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, who have you fucked? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Who have you um, fucked and how many have you fucked? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you know that like like, he's he's more... Pardon? Oh, sorry. Like, how how do you know that he's just like not really a fan or like not as accepting? Uh, oh, like just that look that he gave me, like right when I told him, it was kind of so like, <laughs> uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh. Like that. That cliche. Yeah. That's the worst. Um, he's I hate much that. more traditional and kind of um, okay. like set in his ways. Yeah. That's okay. So I can't really blame him, but no. whatever. At least he doesn't really. Um, like, he could have responded worse still. So, like, I'm still grateful that he is as accepting as he is. Exactly. Like, it could have gone the other way. So, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> He's your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, outside of porn, what's your type? Oh. <laughs> and there was a um, winky face emoji with that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... I like petite girls for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like like alternative girls, like girls that have like uh, like piercings and tattoos, and tattoos or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely kinky girls. That's, that's top of the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty open though. I'm not that, I don't know, I'm not that like set in stone with any certain type. I kind of have like a pretty broad history with different girls yeah and pretty open-minded too sounds like mm-hmm. darn i feel like if i didn't decline i feel like we could have had a lot of fun oh <laughs> uh, damn well, too late now i am sorry <laughs> <laughs> um have you noticed the misogyny within the porn industry so i guess we're shifting gears now oh um i, I would say so yeah maybe not so much in like Oh, it's really it's hard to say well okay definitely in an aspect where it's like um women maybe feel like pressure to do certain things to get um to get bookings like i know mm-hmm. female porn stars that would like sleep with the agent whereas they wouldn't otherwise just to kind of oh really be like in good books and like get yeah. more bookings oh gosh um yeah so i think that's probably like i think that can be counted as a form of misogyny oh 100 um, yeah um and then there's, like, a lot of stuff in, like, certain porn scripts that people will argue as misogyny, but I think that's kind of more of a specific, like, case-by-case Basics. thing. I don't think I can really make a general, broad-sweeping statement on that. Yeah, definitely. Do you think there's, like... There's a... definitely, like, mm-hmm. high potential for it, though, and, like, even just girls getting um, 
kind of like manipulated or fed like fantasies when they're younger to kind of, kind of try and sway them into it. Yeah, totally. Which wouldn't happen for male performers or potential male performers. Like, I feel like there's sometimes there's a bit of a double standard within porn. Yeah, like if it did happen, it definitely wouldn't be to the same extent. No, definitely not. What is your take on how female porn stars are treated versus male stars in the civilian world? Oh, there's a huge double standard there, I think. Yeah. Want to go into it? <laughs> it's a big one there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I think there's like way more stigma in general for uh, like female sex workers than there is for males. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that kind of plays off of um, just like about sex in general, even if you're looking like outside of sex work, just as the whole general perception of a guy that has sex with a lot of people being a stud, whereas a girl that has sex with a lot of people being like a slut or a whore. Yeah. Um, whereas it's like one is praised and the other is uh like looked down upon it's like a, a huge double standard huge 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 double standard for that which unfortunately still happens today oh yeah absolutely yeah what are your hard no's with filming oh <laughs> yeah uh i'm pretty easy you know like i don't really like as long as it's not like piss or shit related then i'm like okay i'm down for whatever yeah that's kind of most people are like that (laughs) but there is a market for that so no shame if you do that at all make that money (laughs) yeah there there definitely is and i'm not trying to king shame anybody there's everybody has their own stuff i'm sure there's stuff that i'm into that other people aren't into but that's not really what my uh what my brand is or like what the type of thing that i'd be into so although i know there are a lot of girls who do make like piss related content as far as like shit related stuff i think that's more of like a taboo more like in its own little corner of sex work yeah there's something for everyone we don't discriminate (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) this came from a male so do you need abs or a flat stomach to be in porn as a male performer Uh, my response to that is if ron jeremy can do it you can do it (laughs) (laughs) good point (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think that you really do. I mean, like, the main thing, like, the, the focus is on the girls most of the time. Right. Uh, there are exceptions to that, of course, but, like, a, a lot of the time, the guy is kind of just a stunt dick. And, um, <laughs> I like that stunt dick. Like a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, like, as long as you have a decent dick and you can, um, like, stay hard or get hard again quick, then that's kind of, like, all you need. You don't really need to be, like, a any pro bodybuilder or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There is like a market for that and stuff. And like, there are videos that cater more to that, but it's not like a, a make it or break it in the industry. Yeah. It's, it's not a, like a prerequisite or like a requirement or anything like that. There's, is there any like physical requirements at all? Or it's just, it's mostly just centered around the cock. Um, I'd say it's very cock centric. Yes. <laughs> um, and even, even then, like I think a lot of people's perception is that you need to be like, 10 inches or something to be in porn where it's like a lot of the guys aren't as big as you'd think they'd be they are like it's either camera angles or like just the way that the way that it works like because I went there and I was expecting to be like one of the smaller guys there or something like that yeah whereas like I went and like everybody there had a smaller dick than me I was like holy shit (laughs) yeah it kind of surprised me wow um (laughs) yeah it's like a lot of people think that it's like oh like porn dicks are like 10 inches like no like a lot of them are like 
six inches, like seven inches. I think the average length of a porn star's dick is seven inches. I think that's like the defined oh, really? average. So there's definitely ones like on the shorter end of the spectrum. And then there's ones that are on like the, the massive end of the spectrum. The massive, yeah. Um, but it's like a lot of the time, um, like if you're a shorter guy or you're like a, have a smaller frame, then it's like a six inch dick on you would look as big as like a 10 inch dick on like a bigger guy or something. Like it's a lot of um, comparison to like, just the relative size of the rest of your bodies for one mm-hmm. like you don't need to be huge in the first place but then that also helps like if you're shooting with like an extra tiny girl then it'll look bigger totally and if you're already like a relatively small person it'll look bigger so like I don't know a lot of the time I think people overthink like just how big you have to be to get into the industry right so many dynamics and hopefully that helped <laughs> um and I guess on that topic too which end of the spectrum are you? Because this person asked, how big is your cock? Um, that's a question that I, d- I don't like answering. And normally when people ask me, I say that it's like, I'll say like three inches or like two inches or something. Just like, <laughs> it's just a, like, a number on that end of the scale. But totally. um, as far as people's guesses, like I've gone to, I'm like a fairly regular attendee at the nude beach here. Yeah. And you know, like sex clubs are like just people... Um, like wherever people see me nude, like the guesses that I tend to get, I feel like most people guess that I'm like 10 inches. Some mm-hmm. people have said nine inches. Some people have said 12 inches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. 12 inches. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, kind of I'll, I'll say that the, the estimate that I get from everybody, it's no smaller than nine ever. And it's generally capped out at 12. Cool. So you guys can look for yourself on his Twitter and everything, which where can we find you? Like plug all the things. <laughs> people can judge from themselves yes, <laughs> my, uh, my twitter handle is jesse black xxx and then my uh that's like the main platform that i'm on i also have an instagram account but i don't really use it i'm not that active okay uh, and that's just uh, underscore jesse black cool and then from those two like on, on on twitter you'll find like my other links to like the only fans or whatever which is just onlyfanscom slash jesse black awesome pretty easy to find you so (laughs) yeah yeah well thank you so much for your time today jesse it was really insightful and super eye-opening i really i learned a lot myself thank you so much for sharing your perspective on the porn industry and also just your your own story and everything so fascinating learning about you yeah i'm happy to share it was a pleasure Awesome. And some good questions. <laughs> there was a, a great, so many great questions. I, I'll actually have to like thank all of my listeners because I feel like this episode was mainly for you guys. I had like hardly anything on my end. And it's like, it's going to be mainly question driven today, which is not usually like how I n- normally operate things. So thank you all you listeners for sending in all those amazingly hard questions for Jesse to answer. So um again don't forget to like rate and subscribe it's strip by sia on instagram facebook and my personal sia stuff and we'll catch you guys in for another episode next week next sunday same time same place and yeah thanks again jesse i'll try to meet up in vancouver okay yeah sounds good thanks again bye Produced and hosted by Steph Sia, aka Kim Chi. Music by T.